You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... John Clark. John Clark. And John, we just finished up a very (laughs) insightful conversation about intentional parenting and how... Really, as parents trying to raise our children in the faith, we're called to that intentionality. Not only intentionality in teaching them the faith, but intentionality in making sure that they are well set up for life and what they might be exposed to digitally and and different things like that. Yeah, to understand that parenting is truly parenting from the parents and not other... There are tools, but we tend to rely on those tools often. Absolutely. And so if you missed any of that, the podcast will be available later today on realpresenceradio.com, also available on the Real Presence Radio app. And at the end of it, Karen Potter of Covenant Eyes had talked about an opportunity for you as parents to enroll in a free seven-day challenge. It was called the Safe Digital Family Challenge. So all you need to do is text the word HOME, H-O-M-E, to 66866. 66866, texting the word home to that number. And what you'll be signed up for is seven days of short videos and some great advice and education into the digital world through things like YouTube, through things like apps, through, you know, a lot of different things that we might not know a lot about, but our kids certainly do. And so uh, it's an opportunity just to kind of give you a a leg up on that and uh, just offer a time of prayer. I think it's a great time as we continue through Lent and, and head towards Holy Week. You know, what do we want our lives to look like, our family lives to look like, you know, continuing through Lent, but then as we head into Easter, you know, maybe maybe there's a time for a, a resurrection, a, a renewal of uh, a family life that you can commit to. So again, just text HOME to 66866. And John, I will say that... Uh, I have had an unintentional fasting from technology. <laughs> I went to Florida a couple weeks ago, and uh, my phone went for a swim. And uh, apparently, they're not waterproof. Did you did you did you retrieve it though? I, I did have did. it, yes. But then I also then I had like <laughs> I had to watch it for two days, just not turn on and not yeah. turn on. And I put it. I did the rice thing. I, I don't know that that works really well. I just it made this, me feel better about myself. I had this picture but. of you dropping a phone in and then jumping in after it with your watch and your wallet and everything else. <laughs> and just, you know. No, no, yeah, that okay. didn't happen. Okay, but I, so I, I just bring that up, though, because I, I, I mean, I didn't have a phone for a week. And at first it was really tough. And then, you know, as I got later on into that week, I was like, wow, this is really nice. You know, just having that detachment. And I think it's something that, you know, we'll probably talk about with our next guest here, Father Kyle Metzger, a little bit. But, uh, you know, as we have a couple weeks left in Lent, you know, maybe consider fasting a little bit from the, the technology or the news or social media, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, let's just have a good end to Lent. And, uh, and especially as parents, you know, even just think about setting a good example for our kids and in, in leading the way and uh, not being so digitally and, and attached to our screens. Mm-hmm. That, that's good advice. So we do have a, as I mentioned, special guest on with us. We've got Father Kyle Metzger, who's the principal of Shanley High School, on with us to talk about some awesome things that are happening 
this Lent at Shanley High School. And uh, Father, thanks so much for being on with us. It's always great, fellas. Good to see you on this beautiful morning. You know, this is a great blessing because I think like in the past three months, we've gotten to have you on with us twice. And yeah, so this is, this is fun. These conversations are always great. Yeah. And it pulls me out of the school, you know, for a few, uh, an hour or so. And then I go back and I clean up, clean up what happened. (laughs) So our listeners really know that they know that you're principal, they know what you've been up to. So let's just get right into it. Lent, you know, we, we always get into a situation as Ash Wednesday approaches, what are we going to do for Lent? Yeah, you know, right. are we going to give up chocolate? Are we going to do something like adding prayer? You know, but I think the ultimate question is, how is this journey end going to end up changing our lives? And so you're doing something really awesome that you've been doing throughout Lent at Shanley, and I think it's leading towards a greater life change. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, you know, kids are are inherently social, aren't they? We all are, but particularly kids. You know, kids want to do something with their friends. They want to all be in it together. And so in kind of the lead up to Lent, I thought, is there something like we could do as a school? You know, so we're all in this together and that would kind of make us more successful and all that. So we proposed a couple of things to the students. It certainly wasn't required. They had to choose it themselves, to take it on themselves. But um, And some, of course, did and some didn't. But we wanted to do something as a school. So we took kind of the classic, you know, three-tiered approach that the church has provided for us for our Lenten, our Lenten plan of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So we kind of rolled it out over a few weeks in, in school masses and uh, different assemblies and stuff of how can we kind of be united on this. And so taking each of those prayer, we talked about the kids, you know, you you had to take a conscious look at your prayer life and what, what can you do? What can you do more? And then we provided a few additional opportunities for the kids. So we encouraged them like, you should have at least a half hour of prayer every day. And you come here to school, you've got a chapel right in the school. Um, you got to use it. You got to have that uh, meaningful relationship with the students. So we've got adoration every morning. We've got mass after school every day. And so we told the kids, like, you got to build that into your schedule. Additionally, uh, you know, most of our students have study halls, so they can um, sign out of their study halls and head down to the chapel for a half hour. And so it was up to the kids to decide, you know, when they're going to do that morning, afternoon study halls or outside of school. It wasn't required. They didn't have to, you know, prove that they did it. But we wanted to to be all united. We're all going to be in this together at, at finding some time that we can really have a, a solid 30 minutes of mental prayer. So that's what we did for uh, for prayer. Fasting, I was most, uh, most excited about. And boy, it lends perfectly to what you guys were just talking about with Karen. Um, oftentimes when we talk of fasting in the context of food, that's all fine and good. But... Um, with teenagers, it was fasting from social media. It's just such a, a burden for so many of them that it is littered with potholes and anxiety and stress. We had a few issues at the school uh, throughout the year with different kind of complications of social media and how it impacted us as, as a school community. And it was just a good opportunity to use, you know, the the, the concrete time of Lent to say, Students, can we step back from this a bit uh, as a community? Um, maybe we don't cut it out of our lives completely, but can we at least step back from it? 
So we encourage the students uh, during Lent to see how they could cut back their social media. Maybe they blocked off certain times, like after 8 o'clock in the evening. I'm not going on my phone. Maybe it was uh, 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 um, deleting specific apps from your phone. Maybe it was just one uh, social media app that you took off. Um, uh, so we, we left it to the students' creativity, but we provided some you know suggestions were to scale back their use of social media. Could you do it for 40 days? If you couldn't, maybe that was the sign, right? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have a problem. Like, isn't that what every, you know, you know, addict says? No, yeah. I could do it. I just don't want to. Um, and then additionally, if we did it for the, the, the 40 days, then do some reflection. What did you notice about those 40 days? Did you miss it? Did eventually it become easier? Were you happier? Were you more irritable? But let's take 40 days and see how it impacted us Again, it wasn't a requirement, and of course, uh, we had students who said, no, thank you, uh, but you got to provide you know, the opportunity. So that was uh, prayer fasting, and then lastly, almsgiving. We had a school project um, that is actually uh, kicking off today, a penny challenge between the four grades. So each grade has a big, uh, one of those big five-gallon water cooler buckets um, in one of the classrooms. And so it's a challenge between the four grades. If you put pennies into the bucket, those are points for your grade. If you have silver, nickels, dimes, quarters, you put those in the other grades and they count as negative points for oh, that oh, grade, oh. right? So that's a competition. <laughs> yes. I love it. And so at, Here the, we go. at the end of the week, the, the grade that ends up with the most points uh, will have uh, uh, be able to have non-uniform during their final exams. Um, and so we're going to collect all of that money, um, hundreds, hopefully thousands of dollars in change that we will be giving to uh, one of the missions in the diocese. Nice. So there's, of course, you know, it's kids. It's, you know, there's, there's a, a, a communal incentive to it all. But ultimately, they know that that money is going to be going to a good cause. So almsgiving, in a sense, I think that's really, really good idea. I think that's fantastic because... Right now um, at Shanley, there are service hours that are that are asked, required. So that's kind of like a, an almsgiving that, that kind of tries to create that spirit to, to give to the community, right? Right. Are you, are you getting any feedback so far it, uh, from the students or the teachers saying, wow, these, they're, they're really coming to me and saying, I did this and it's working, it's, this is wonderful? You know, the feedback we get is, is for the people outside the community, okay. actually, you know, saying that, uh, that they, the, 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 the frequency and the regularity that the Shanley students come to them, um, that there's, there's just kind of a, a very uh, pleasant spirit about them willingly giving of their time and energy for that. You know, our, uh, our, our nickname is the Shanley Deacons. And of course, um, I'm sure many of our listeners know it's coming from the Greek word meaning servant. And so at Shanley, we do take uh, a very conscience, conscious effort to try to really live up to that school nickname as the deacons. And so they're required to have service hours um, each quarter uh, that they submit as part of their religion grades. Um, we have one day every year, oftentimes during homecoming week or Catholic schools week, where we set the whole day aside for service. We call it Deacon Day. Um, so there is that very conscious effort where there should be something uh, uh, in, 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 in your life that animates you to give back, to serve the poor, the needy, the disenfranchised. And we're hoping that that then will become ingrained in them, part of who they are, so that that will continue after their, their high school years. Sure. 
If you're just tuning in, this is Real Presence Live here on the RPR Network. We're visiting with Father Kyle Metzger, principal at Shanley High School, about a wonderful program that they proposed to the students following the prayer, fasting, and almsgiving model. We're going to talk a little bit about this and also maybe how we as listeners can take some of these things and implement them in our own lives. It's not just for the students. You know, we still have an opportunity, as I was mentioning, in Lent. We'll talk about that when Real Presence Live continues. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. At the University of Mary, we offer an education for the whole of life. Our values-based, flexible, and affordable education will prepare you for success and help you become a leader in your field. Whether you want to start your degree for the first time or continue your education, whether you are a working professional or want to pursue school full-time, join us for an education that will help you make a positive impact in our community. Discover the Mary difference. Youmary.edu. That's youmary.edu. Honestly, I do the rosary a lot. So the, it's a limited time on the radio. Um, so, But I do like the talks. I like the people who come on. I like the new flavors of, uh, of interviews. Of course, I, you know, I love our priests who are on there talking. So the more people you get on there with, in different places, the more I feel different dimensions of my life are being met. Mm-hmm. So this is what I like. Just wanted to um, make sure that everybody knows that you know we are called as a church to... You evangelize. That's our mission. And this is local. This is all local, you know. This is our faith. Let's own it. You know, I was just talking to these guys here and, you know, mentioning, you know, it's in the air. You can reach out and touch these microwaves that are radio rays that are next to you. Just turn your radio on and, and be fed. Hear the gospel. You know, we own this. Let's maintain it. Amen. This is Melody Novotny from St. Boniface in Lidgewood, North Dakota. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. We are glad to be with you and glad to be talking with Father Kyle Metzger, principal at Shanley High School here in Fargo. So before the break, Father laid out a program they're doing at Shanley, and they're following the the uh, what would you call those? The the prayer, the fasting, the almsgiving. Just the... what would you call them? I don't know. Just kind of the three the three models that you know that the, the churches classically always put forth in Lent. Yeah. So they're they're following these, uh, and they're catered towards the students, you know, and, and things that they would be experiencing in their lives. For instance, the fasting was an encouragement to fast from social media to some degree. What I loved about this, though, Father, and I think we should talk a little bit more about, was this idea of you proposed it. It wasn't something that you said, everybody at Shanley is going to do this. You didn't impose it. 
And I really like that because I think it speaks to a lot of our just our own faith journey, right? The, the Lord is not going to impose things on us. It's, it's a free will. It's a free choice because love is a choice. And so can you just speak to that idea and how that connects to our own spiritual journeys? Yeah, Pope John Paul the Great was, uh, was famous for saying that the church doesn't impose anything. She only proposes. This is the beautiful life that the Lord offers you. Um, it's your free choice to, to take on the gospel. And, and we're, when working with teenagers, you know, that's a particularly delicate thing you have to be attuned to. Of course, I'm not a, a parent myself, but all of you know, you know, forcing your teenager to do something oftentimes is going to create a pushback. Um, and even if it's something that they, they might not be that opposed to, they are going to now if you're going to make me do it. So that was a, a delicate, you know, th- needle that we need to th- needed to thread as administrators and teachers is we wanted to call the students to a higher standard, but we, we, we couldn't just mandate it. I mean, one thing, we simply couldn't enforce it. But uh, we wanted it to become interiorized. We wanted the students to choose it themselves. We realized, you know, within a few months for the seniors and a few years for the underclassmen that they're going to be on their own and nobody's going to be imposing anything. So can we slowly form that will to, to, to willingly choose something good for myself? And of course, we know there were many students who, you know, just said, no, thank you. And, you know, we'll pray for them and, you know, the Lord will work on that in in their own due time. But those students who do recognize that and then choose to do it, you know, that becomes meritorious for them. They're doing it because they feel compelled themselves. The reward is theirs. Um, It's not because Father Metzger told them that they had to. And so that's that's the the ideal. That's the desire, and uh, and uh, and we hope you know that many students are are persuaded by you know the ideas that we plant, but ultimately the choosing of them becomes their own. We were talking about um, before last break about how you know once you you experience this, if you if you fast from whatever it might be social media or otherwise, that you. It, it suddenly becomes at least something to think about a little clearer that do I really need this? And so that's a positive for all of it, for the alms giving for prayer and so forth. Imagine somebody that doesn't, um, it's not really a prayerful person to be able to sign out to study hall for the, to get out of study hall and mm-hmm. then find himself uh, really enjoying that prayer life. And ideally, you know, this can occasionally happen too, but a sort of positive peer pressure, you know, that's where I said the, the teens are inherently social. And so maybe there was, you know, a kid on the peripheries who was like, you know, I would never take on something like that. But then he noticed a couple of his friends are actually taking mm-hmm. Father Metzger seriously. Maybe I should think about this. And so a sort of uh, positive peer pressure kind of under the radar uh, of, of, of that can encourage the students. I had an experience uh, certainly like that as part as, uh, I oftentimes share as part of my vocation story of catching a friend going to confession. And that really struck me. Like my friends are taking this seriously. And I thought, why am I not? So that's why I really wanted to do something as a school. These three things, of course, you can do additional things on your own, but these three things, we can kind of all be in this together and then that united effort could perhaps bring in some kids who otherwise might not take it seriously. That's the hope. We'll see, uh, we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. So for those listening this morning about this program and what you've done at Shanley, 
You know, <clears throat> what message would you have for them about do obviously we we only have a couple of weeks of Lent left, but just because Lent ends doesn't mean we have to go full bore back into things, right? So if right. we started to, you know, we we wanted to let's just say pray a decade of the Rosary every day in Lent, it's not like Easter's here, we're done, no need. You know what what can we take away from this and what you've laid out at Shanley to bring to our own lives and our own spiritual journeys? Yeah, I think I think that's the natural question that happens for any person at the end of Lent. Like how did how did these last 40 days and my with what I did with my Lenten plan, how did that affect me? And then what do I want to go forward with? Um and so that was as I kind of alluded to earlier, is to at you know, um in the first week of Easter when all the students are back is to say, okay, how was this Lent different with with the fasting from the social media? How how did that impact you? Uh, did you have more time? Were you more happy? Were you less concerned about what was going on in everybody else's life? Did you get your homework done more quickly and more readily? Um, maybe this should be something that I should continue, or maybe this should be even something that I expand. Um, and in all honesty, say, hey, it didn't have any change in my life. Fine. But we never would have come to that self-awareness had we not taken the concrete opportunity to set it aside. And sometimes you don't know the impact it had because you're not conscious of it. That's yeah. a very good point as well. And, and you know, I think about, there's a program out there that many people have heard of by now, Exodus 90, right? Sure. And Exodus 90 is not about that 90 days. I mean, that's part of it. But ultimately, Exodus 90 is about what is your life going to look like on day 91? You know, what, what have you gained? What habits have you formed that you can continue with you on day 91? And I think it's such that when we are consciously and, and intentionally working on, let's say, our, our prayer life or something to better ourselves, the Lord is going to bless that beyond what we could even imagine. And so I think, Father, just, just even opening up to that grace is a, is a big step. The Lord is not outdone in generosity. I'm going to give you 40 days, Jesus, and then he will pour his grace and, you know, change our lives. So I, 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 I never, even to this day, I don't know that I look forward to Lent, right? It's kind of like, you know, we say to Ash Wednesday as a project, oh, you know, it's like getting ready for a workout. Um, I don't know that I would look forward to a Lent, but, but I always realize it's good for me. It's very good for me in my spiritual life and try to, you know, going back to the basics. And so, um, so I'm hoping that at the end of these, these 40 days, you know, the students will look back and say, this was hard, but it was a good hard. Um, and my, my, my relationship with the Lord uh, deepened and I'm going to be a better, healthier, more balanced, more ordered, uh, more reverent person after Lent than I was on Ash Wednesday. That's the goal. And I really think it sets a, a good standard, you know, to be at a Catholic school and to have, at least during Lent, I'm not sure how, what it's going to look like after Lent, but to have the opportunity for adoration every day, to have the opportunity to go to Mass, because ultimately that's really what comes first is our relationship with Jesus. And I think you guys are trying to build that through this. Yeah, we, see, we, we have always had adoration every morning and we've always had Mass after school. But the attendance is not what I would like it to see. And so it's to take this opportunity to have a very conscious time to say, okay, students, we can all do this with greater frequency. And then after Lent, 
can we maintain that? Um, so it's not something we're only going to pray, you know, a lot during this time, and then we'll go back to what, uh, you know, where we were at. No, it's like, we've always had this opportunity. Now you took advantage of it for 40 days. Don't you want to keep that going forward? How, yeah. do, you, how do you put that message forward, though? So, so we come back after Easter break. Is there a, f- a formal presentation to, to reflect on it, or is this just a discussion that you have within the classroom? Or This is an ongoing thing at many different angles. Uh, the, the, the religion teachers are very directly taking it up in the religion courses. It comes out in our weekly homilies for the school masses. I put uh, notes in the school, the Friday school newsletters to all the parents. So it's not just like a one-and-done assembly because that just doesn't have an impact. It's like ongoing constant from many different angles that you know we're all we're all doing this just in the in the past newsletters it was you know to the parents about you know confession you know has the Mm -hmm. family been to confession yet have you been Mm -hmm. to confession yet during lent so we're all this all of us as a community school community are all trying to deepen our relationship with the lord so many different ways that we're we're trying to bolster this it was like one of those audio newsletters where you just open it up and you, you hear the message from uh, from Father Metzger. Have you been to confession yet? That's a great idea. I'm going to have to put my team on that. You know, Father, we just have about a minute and a half left, and we have a lot of parents who listen, and maybe some of their some of them have kids in Catholic schools. Maybe they're in public schools. Maybe they're homeschooled. What message would you have for them about encouraging and practicing the virtues in their homes as we head towards Easter? Let me... In a minute and a half, let me focus on one, and that's the virtue of gratitude, which stems from justice, okay? And so, our teachers, you know, have taken on an insurmountable challenge to try to form a, a saint. And so, show your gratitude for your teachers. And I'll put this in the context of um, this coming week on Thursday is uh, uh, April 7th is the memorial of St. John Baptiste de La Salle, who is the patron saint of... Teachers. teachers. Okay. So um, I'm sure you show your gratitude to the teachers, you know, on the last day of school. I'll give them a, a gift for before Christmas break. But April 7th is the universal calendar day focused on our teachers. So on Thursday, do something for your child's teachers. Maybe bake them some cookies, you know, send in some flowers, you know, buy them a fishing rod, whoever it is. But uh, uh, write them a note, uh, send them an email, just thanking, showing your gratitude for all that the teachers have done for, uh, for their students. That would be particularly fitting um, this Thursday, which is the memorial of St. John Baptiste de La Salle. He himself was a teacher in the 18th century France, uh, and so uh, um, that would be a very fitting day uh, to focus on gratitude on the teachers. Father, thanks so much for being with us. And uh, we are going to head to top of our top of the hour break. When we return, it's the NDSU versus UND bike race.